what it looks like to have a healthy, godly mom and daughter relationship. Being able to have the hard discussions is super important. Are you dating? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> what does it look like to have boundaries? We're always going to be learning. Hello and welcome back to Mothers and Daughters. My name is Raven. I'm the daughter. And I'm Karen. And I'm the mother. <laughs> Man, we're getting ready for Christmas. Oh. Can you believe no. that it's already? I just took down the tree. What? No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it does seem like it. I think I feel like I just took down all the decorations just to put them back up again. Yeah, I know. I feel like I blinked and all of a sudden it's the end of the semester. I know. Which, does it ever feel not like a school year? Because I just said end of the semester. I graduated college in May <laughs> and I feel like I'm still on Yes, you get schedule. to the point where you have shifted your thinking to adulthood. <laughs> you do get to that point. So you don't think about it as semesters no. anymore? No, not at all. What do you? Well, what I do just you think, think about it as the end of the year. Huh. You know, like, oh, wow, it's already the end of the year. Wow, this year went by fast. Not semester went by fast. Oh, weird. Yeah, still in the school mindset. Yeah, <laughs> well, you just graduated in May, so I, that's understandable. You probably still have dreams about it. No, I actually don't. Surprisingly enough, I don't. I did this summer, but ever yeah. since then, I haven't really had any dreams of, oh, I miss class or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I still have dreams that I miss class. Are you serious? Or I'm in the middle of the semester and I haven't gone to class all semester and I'm failing. <laughs> I know what? some psychologists out there um, trying to interpret that dream. <laughs> oh my I'm sure I feel fear of failure or something like that. I don't know. Ah, That's hilarious. Thanks for joining us again on this episode. If you're listening, we are talking about Christmas and holiday traditions as mom and daughters. We talked about how last week we were going to go into trust, but we decided with the holidays and with this podcast being released on Christmas, why not talk about Christmas and holiday traditions? What were the favorite gifts that you got during Christmas? When I was little or when I was an adult? Let's do both. Why not? (laughs) When I was little... I remember that my mom and dad got us a stereo um, and my brother's was cassette track and mine was VH or no, eight track. It was like eight track was like even before cassettes. It was like ancient. But that, I mean, I just remember, wow, that was cool. It was probably my early junior high And so it was just, it was the coolest gift. And I thought, this is, I'm cool now. I get to listen (laughs) to my own music, play my own stuff. And yeah, that was an eon ago. No way. I have no idea what an 8-track is. Yeah. An 8-track, I know. It's clunky and big. Is it like a Walkman? No. Oh. (laughs) It's something you you put into the stereo to play, kind of like, kind of like a VCR, but music. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you carried that thing around? No, no, no. It was oh. a stereo I, I set up in my room. Oh, so it's pretty big. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like mm. an amplifier. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then as an um, adult, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I, I love getting gifts and things like that, but really the more memorable times are when you all, one of you made something mm. or wrote me a kind card or wrote me, you know, a note or drew me a picture or something like that. Th- those were always really memorable. Aww. Yeah, you've kept a lot of them, actually. I see them hanging in your office. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I think, I don't know, if I'm thinking about it, I really loved, loved, loved the year I got a typewriter because I had wanted one for so long. And so then I finally get one, and I'm walking 
up the stairs one day and I was also so careful with everything so I was afraid to use it anyway walking up the stairs and drop it and it breaks and we couldn't fix it so I was devastated but I just loved it because I wanted it I was I I claimed to be the hipster before the other hipsters because I wanted a what a Polaroid camera in fifth grade I wanted also a typewriter I was just very old old soul you were yes yeah but then I guess as I was older honestly the best gift I got was that self-care gift you got us, laser hair removal. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. I know. I really do love it. I know. It's like, it's like, it's worth it. I know. It's so worth it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Basically. Yeah, right, right, right. What's your favorite Christmas food? You know, we were going to do that for our small group, bring your favorite Christmas food. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what that would be. I don't really attribute food other than Christmas cookies to Christmas. Yeah. That's actually a really good point because even if someone asked me that, and I love food, I'm a huge foodie, but there's nothing, I mean, we used to have ham growing up, now we have brisket or pulled pork, what do we even do? No, pork loin, usually, like Christmas Eve or something. I don't know what we're going to have this year, we'll have something. Yeah, I mean, now that we're both in ministry, I'll be working, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, Christmas Eve all day. And you will be too. Yeah, so we're going to have to change our Christmas Eve plans a bit. Yeah, that's going to be different. Yeah. But it also makes you be thankful for the traditions we have had. Right. Absolutely. And we can adjust those traditions. It's just because it's not on Christmas Eve to get in the car and go look at lights on Christmas night. That's okay, too. Yeah, I know. But I'm such a tradition person. I'm sad. I don't like when they change. Well, it's, again, we can also, as adults, as we, as, you know, as our children grow into adults, we can make new traditions. Yeah. And that's okay, too. No, that's true. I know. I just, ah, I want to hold on to everything <laughs> of the past and just keep doing it. Every year, I mean, you guys would always have us open a present on Christmas Eve. It was always pajamas. Every single year, without fail, we would put on our pajamas, go in the car with a huge case of hot chocolate, and then go look at lights. Yeah. Which was super fun. And then Christmas morning, we wake up. There's always presents wrapped. Always. And... Mom's so great. She would do it in different wrapping paper. She still does, actually. I love, that's what I love. You still do it. But different wrapping paper, all different types of colors. So it was like Santa's workshop actually came. And we had tons of presents. We, yeah, still, you go all out for Christmas. Yeah, but not this year. We decided to do something different this year because our parents took us to Italy. So awesome. And the mom wants to get us Christmas presents. And we were like, uh, no, you just spent so much on us for Italy on this awesome experience. But you can do stocking stuffers if you really want. But we're going to do no gifts. Honestly, though, I'm super glad we are doing gifts. because Actually, I'm doing stocking stuffers because I kind of like totally overruled you on that. So anything that can fit in a stocking, I'm giving it to you. Oh. <laughs> so some of the things I requested won't happen. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, crossing my fingers. There's that really cool hairbrush. Yeah. Cool. You can't you can't do without a hairbrush. A really cool hairbrush. No, seriously, it's supposed to help your hair growth and oh, scalp really? life. No, I'm ser- I'm trying to do that self care, yeah, okay. mom. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but what about you? Growing up, what did you guys do? Um. Well, first of all, I just I was thinking about tradition. And sometimes I think tradition gets a really bad rap. Um, if you think about the, you know, the first five books of the Bible, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and uh, well, and actually Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, 
it sets forth kind of the law, right? Not kind of, but it sets forth the law um, for the people of God and Israel. And um, yes, we're not under the law. We don't have to take a Passover meal. We aren't we don't have to celebrate Hanukkah. We don't have to recognize the Sabbath. But what I think is interesting is God put those traditions as part of the law and as part of what Israel was to do to remember, to remember that the Lord um, was their Lord God. And I love the sense of tradition. I don't, what I don't love is when we celebrate or we um, serve the tradition rather than allowing the tradition to point toward a greater truth. And so just like I think, you know, as you were recalling, I think tradition is very, very important in the lives of of children and in the lives of a family as we're growing as a family, as we're developing rhythms. Those are annual rhythms that we get to enjoy. Um, But they really, I mean, if I think about even the PJs, I know that that's kind of a silly tradition, um, but, you know, what is it, what does it really symbolize? It's the unity of our family, um, that we get to come together and look forward to that tradition and also look back toward that tradition. And um, it's something that really symbolizes who we are as the Daniel clan. So um, I think tradition is really, really important. My favorite tradition around Christmas time would probably have to be that, that PJ looking at lights, having a really great dinner the night before Christmas Eve, and just hanging together um, and spending the night, you know, as a family. I think that was really um, special, even though that might change going forward. But looking back, that was really, that was really neat. Yeah. What about growing up? Oh, growing up. Well, um, we didn't have as many traditions. I think we, it was similar, but I do remember just the excitement of a child, you know, as a child waking up in the morning. And that was the first thing we did, you know, is go and see if um, Santa came. And we would always put a plate out for the reindeer, so some carrots and some cookies and milk for Santa. And just, you know, remembering, oh, that the extraordinary, aha, wondrous moment when we realized that Santa and the reindeer had eaten what we've provided and proof that Santa had come, even though that was a lie. Um, But um, it was just, it was awe and wonder. And as a child, uh, it doesn't take much for awe and wonder. But as we get older, sometimes we miss the awe and wonder. And uh, just remembering that God is like a huge God, but yet he sent his son. And that to me is awe and wonder. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's, really good and super interesting and to some extent I feel like Santa Claus does give that on wonder I mean you get so excited as a kid and you're going I can't wait till Santa comes and you're longing for that so it really does teach you longing yeah it does but I mean I guess as a parent and maybe you'll see one day you struggle with do you go with the traditions of the culture or do you make new traditions that maybe symbolize the real meaning of Christmas and family? And for instance, one of my friends actually, she buys three presents, three you know, significant presents for each one of her children, um, symbolizing the three presents that were given to baby Jesus from the wise man. Um, and that, you know, 
is something, again, like a tradition can instill something that's a, a greater truth and remembering what the Christmas season was, is really all about. So are you saying you would not do Santa? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, maybe not, but I, I think that what I would do is create some special family traditions that are still inspire awe and wonder, and yet maybe point to the greater truth of what Christmas is all about. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, even as you're saying that, I'm thinking, did that have a detrimental effect on my <laughs> life that I couldn't trust that you guys are telling the truth or that anything else? But I think the fact that so many other people went through the same thing. I mean, other people had Santa Claus. Santa Claus was fake. But at the same time, we still got gifts. So I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, if I think about it, I don't think of a ton of people that I hear that say, oh, that was detrimental or I shouldn't have done No, that. but I mean, inherently, the parents are lying to the children, <laughs> right? I remember, um, I think I was in fifth grade and I was a sleuth, right? I was trying to figure out if Santa was real. And so I went to look at the presents and saw that the wrapping paper that Santa had wrapped mm. our gifts with was in our garbage can in the, in the, um, in the garage. Ooh. So I, you know, for a couple of years there, I was trying to figure out, is this really my parents doing this? And so, um, I don't know, you know, maybe really going forward, I, I would do it differently, but, um, but thank goodness you're not scarred for life. <laughs> at least, at least with that, True. you know, probably in other way, ways. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, so did you hold that against Mama, or did no. you get upset with her? No, or bitter? not at all. No, no, I didn't. No, I asked her if Santa Claus was real, and she said, "Do you really want to know?" Mm, so that's where that came from. Yeah. Do you really want to know? If you really want to know, I'll tell you. And Santa co stops coming. Oh. <laughs> so I, ne I never asked her again. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember when I started to figure out, I think it was in middle school, and no one blatantly said Santa's not real. I think I heard people talk about it, and I'm the one that never wants to believe that something's not real or something's not true. I'm just like, no, holding on to the hope. And so when I asked you, Mom, is Santa real? And you looked at me and you said, do you really want to know? And I went, mm, no. <laughs> and then I never asked again. But you never said he would stop coming. But I think, yeah, even until actually freshman year of college that I was in you would still say nope say say thank you to Santa just to keep up the guys as a kind of a joke yeah but by then you knew oh for sure but it was kind of funny because it almost was that feeling of I mean this is probably the first time we've actually talked about it yeah oh weird please tell me this doesn't mean that the gifts stop that coming I told you <laughs> I am going to put stocking stuffers oh, okay oh, praise yeah so then what other Christmas memories do you think are fun that you remember? Um, I'm specifically thinking about, I mean, even when we made cookies together. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we used to, um, well, we, we, we're having a cookie day this Friday, or actually by the time people hear this podcast, it would have been the Friday previous. Um, but isn't that fun? Not one of you eats sugar anymore, nope. and yet we're making <laughs> sugar cookies and um, all kinds of sweet treats, but the baking process is again creative i mean you know if you think about cooking you're creating something and to do that with your children is always fun um to be part of the process and then also the result and so making those but we we you know we don't we do that for our neighbors or friends so it's not like we do it for ourselves and 
that is something that's special that I remember and will always hopefully try to, to do um, just so that one, we can do something together. Um, it's fun. We can taste it, but we also are giving um, to our neighbors and to our friends. So yeah. that's important. Yeah, I really do like that tradition because I don't even know when you started it. Was it when we were in high school, I think? No, earlier. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we were young. Mm-hmm. And you would and say... Santa. What? The hats. Oh, we wore Santa Claus hats as we delivered them. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, especially because you would say, okay, and we would have people that we would deliver it to like Jeff and Tammy or family friends where we would drive over to their house, have our little tin. I don't know where you get those Christmas tins. They're Anywhere. so cute. Yeah. And then we made a slew of cookies. I mean, we probably, especially those first couple of years, how many cookies do you think we made? A lot. <laughs> I mean, it, was it probably 75? Yeah. I 80? mean, I mean, we made them all day and yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And especially, oh, those sugar cookies are so good. Yes, I don't really eat sugar, or dairy products, or a ton of gluten. <laughs> However, oh my goodness. I'm willing to risk it for this. Okay. It's only one time a year. That's and if right. I have some stomach problems. The most favorite time of the year. I know. No, <laughs> exactly. I know. All the time, I'm thinking of that song. It's playing. It's, it's the most wonderful time. I mean, all the time is in my head. Yes. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. What about you? What, what's special for you? Is there a special memory or year that um, that you remember that stands out? I think the years that I like the most are the ones, because it's so hard. We go to Christmas Eve service the night before, and then we all come home starving. We're just ready to eat and ravish food. And then we have our just PJ night where we are drinking hot chocolate and in the car. And I think the one that I really do remember and love the most is the one where we hadn't given up sugar yet, and we actually did just all partake together. There's something communal about doing something together and not saying, I'm not going to drink hot chocolate or I'm not going to do that. Whereas now it's a little bit different. So yeah, just those years when we got to actually do it all together. And we all, I mean, especially that year where it had snowed so much and dad still drove us around. I think we were in the Prius. We were just (laughs) sliding around. Or even when we were in the van that one year and we took Aunt Linda and Baba and our aunt sat down and a cup holder popped out in the van. And we all were like, we didn't even know that was there. It's just a little memory that you go, Huh. People got to go on that with us too, other family members, which was just really fun. Or even looking at lights with our grandparents when we used to go visit them during Christmas and Mamaw's beautiful Christmas tree. The fact that your mom, Mamaw, does so much decoration every year, it just amazes me. And she makes her presents so ornate. So I guess just kind of the awe of Christmas. I love it because it feels so cozy and homey. I love Thanksgiving because we'll get to go see our grandparents, but even if we don't get to see them, the fact that just our immediate family, even though it's the five of us, the snow, the lights, you do a great job of making it feel cozy and Christmassy. And I just love that we get to watch my favorite movie, Sleepless in Seattle, all day long on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I really do look forward to is staying in our pajamas that we had just gotten each mm-hmm. other all day Christmas Day, not leaving the house just sequestered in the house watching movies all day. I look forward to that. That's my kind of fun. But yeah. I will say, just even, you know, your your memories and um, your comments about Christmas trees and lights and, and beauty, um, I think we can get really numb to beauty, mm-hmm. you know, in general, especially um, when, you know, Christmas comes around and we do kind of jazz it up a little bit. Um, Again, beauty, if, if you think about just what God's created, mm-hmm. right, we take for granted sometimes that beauty and 
we can truly just go about our days without really even thinking about the awe and wonder and splendor. I mean, I think about Psalm um, 96, which said, the heavens declare God's glory. Yeah. Um, but how many times do I, do I look up to the heavens and really take a breath and say, wow, that is spectacular. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. So um, even around Christmas time, we're busy. We're doing all these things. We're mess- and we can lose sight of the beauty and the awe and the wonder and the story of what Christmas truly is. Hmm. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because it makes me think about Advent, which we've been doing for church and Advent is that time where we sit and we long for Christ to come. Mm-hmm. And I had never even heard of Advent before I started working for Providence. I mean, before that, I, I don't know the other churches we went to. I don't remember observing Advent. If we did, I don't even know what it was. Yeah. I, I don't think Advent is broadly celebrated in evangelical circles. Um, I, I might be wrong, but at least the, the churches that we would attend, Advent wasn't something that we would count down. We, you know, I used to have a calendar and we mm-hmm. would count down the days. And that's truly what Advent is doing is looking forward, right, to um, an expectation of what's to come and being excited about that. And mm-hmm. as we, you know, think about even today is one week away from Christmas. Yeah. Um, but how many times do we get so distracted? I forgot all about the fact that I had to get Christmas cards out before the end of the year. You know, so it's just one of those things. We Advent helps us re- uh, remember that we can get excited about the prospect of celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's such a cool picture, even though I get Santa Claus isn't super spiritual or anything. <laughs> But that same idea of a child getting excited to go, when is he coming? When is he coming? When am I getting those gifts? It's that longing and anticipation. That's the same thing we should have for Jesus' return. And the memory that, yeah, he was born a child and came into human flesh in order to save our souls, you know, and died and rose again for us. And so, yeah, I think that Advent is really special and it does create that longing. And even the lights or looking forward to it every year, the Christmas music, I mean, there's a definite ambiance to mm-hmm. it. Well, and you made a good, really good point in that how many times do we as children lay in bed waiting for the, the day that we get to wake up Christmas morning and, and or you know read the Christmas story um, the night before Christmas, you know, the night before, and we're just so excited for Santa to come, but are we the same do we have the same excitement for Jesus mm. and celebrating the you know the birth of of our savior yeah. i i think no sometimes i don't so i think advent is very special because it creates an expectation around um anticipating the celebration of his birth yeah no that's good so how would you then cultivate that within your children or within your daughters specifically how yeah. should moms do that um well i think it's different for everybody I think every family is is different, but I think number one, um, understanding as a parent, as a mom, that it is really important to establish traditions that um, that are exciting, but that bring family and and friends and and unify in a communal way, mm-hmm. just like you mentioned. And then reestablishing those as traditions on an annual basis, you know, repetition and continuity. I mean, if you think about some of the traditions that the Jewish people would have celebrated every year, Passover was something that's celebrated every 
year and every family or Sabbath every Sunday or, or excuse me, Saturday. Um, and their family, the children looked forward to that. Um, so, you know, we can, we can the, really, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. So if it's three presents or if it's singing songs or carols like our neighbors uh, on Christmas Eve and getting the same hymn book out and allowing the children to lead those songs or like one of our neighbors again putting a sheet together and every year painting the handprint Mm -hmm. on the sheet um, with the date and and the name and if they invited friends allowing them to do that too to remember those years and who attended so Really, the sky's the limit. I think the most important thing to know is to create tradition, Mm -hmm. that that's important to children, and that becomes um, memories, and it becomes an opportunity for them to remember. Remember. We're forgetful people. We have to remember. Mm-hmm. And putting those mile markers or milestones there is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love that our neighbors did that and invited us into it. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone singing carols actually as a family and playing the piano and singing along and inviting friends over with the hymn book or even having a sheet where we all put our hand stamps on it and write it. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can create around tradition, playing games, making a certain cider, putting something together around food. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one family I heard, um, they have a, some parents that travel quite a bit. And there's a country in the Middle East that has this tradition of providing a plate of food, one gigantic plate of food. Mm-hmm. And everybody would come together, sit on the floor, and they would eat with their hands and it, you know, it was just, again, it was one of those things that, you know, tradition's always about pointing to something mm-hmm. and what is that, you know, it's maybe it's love, kindness, generosity, family and togetherness, God, you know, Jesus, um, and, and, and what about Jesus's birth is worth remembering. I think that's what you build tradition around. Well, and I think it's funny too, because you don't automatically think of it. I mean, as maybe our neighbors think, oh, okay, as we're doing this together with the sheet, we'll be able to remember how everyone will be able to remember who came, what was said, who was there. But also, I mean, even our PJ, it's not like you're sitting there going, okay, this is going to shape our family this way. No. So I think that's what's really cool too is by remembering the Lord, especially in the time of Advent as a family, you can take a step back and go, wait a second, how is this tradition shaping our family? Or what could we be doing to mm-hmm. shape our family? Well, I do really believe it's intentionality too. As a young mom and and dad, I don't know that we necessarily were we weren't intentional. We just wanted some traditions around the holidays, and we started to do certain things. But mm-hmm. what I think is, if I'm learning as I look back, I would have been more intentional creating those traditions and establishing a repetition and a rhythm every year because I think it's really important. Yeah, that's good. Well, we hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. We are so glad that you have joined us for this other episode of Mother and Daughters Podcast. My name is Raven. And I'm Karen. And we can't wait to see you next time. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And a Happy New Year. (laughs)